Okay, gonna record. We're gonna record. Ah, just a couple days. Removed from Vegas. And it's the 23rd of May. Hank, is it really the 23rd of May? Holy fuck. I guess Jim wasn't the only one that got roofied in Vegas. Fuck. Let's go. We're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How is everybody doing good, great, grand, wonderful? I, of course, uh, have been off for quite some time. Uh, This was not uh, planned. Uh, I was planning on having this first episode uh, back from Vegas from the NFL draft. Oh, you know, at least a not more than a week after the actual first day of the draft. I was actually planning on doing it the Thursday after, but uh, you know, shit kind of happens. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I really don't have a good explanation for it. Um, but we are back, um, hopefully with some new friends. Uh, that we've we have met from across the country in Vegas. Hopefully, they are going to be listening in on this. Doesn't help that it took that long fucking time off. Um, and also some friends from across the pond uh, as well over in London. So hopefully, they're checking in. Um, we have a slew of new shit out. It's not like I have uh, basically. Uh, left everybody behind in the dust. You did, had no clue where I was at, what I was doing. Uh, we had depth charts with all the rookies and UDFAs. Um, we had the Dynasty Rookie Draft list come out. Uh, the ADP tracking sheet has is three weeks strong. Um, so take a look at that. And uh, let's see here. What else is out there? Oh, the Banff of all spreadsheets that come out um and i noticed an error because it doesn't say time on there it says t-h-m-e time well technically it still says time i don't know what language it is um but the bamf the b the badass motherfucker of spreadsheets the strength of schedule breakdown uh for each and every team Uh, The big dog, the meat and potatoes of what is our DFS spreadsheet, that is completed, Uh, at least for the preseason. You know how it works. Um, That gets, you know, revamped again uh, before the season starts, once we get some preseason games under our our feet. And then, uh, you know, we... Man, I'm excited for the season. I am really excited for the season. So, 
Um, all that stuff is available. It is free. All you have to do is DM me on the channels, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, again, at RoyDog underscore 13 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Dennis M. Roy over on Facebook. You can hit me up on the Messenger over there. Uh, my channels are open. Um, so I'm able to take anything, if, even if you're not following me on the, on those platforms, whatnot, you should have access to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, hey, let's be friends. Let's be friends. Nobody else, nobody else within the industry really wants to be friends. It's very, very sad. Uh, very, very sad, but it's not, uh, unexpected, of course, because I am a fucking lunatic, um, uh, painted in the light of, uh, that I am the proverbial asshole, uh, within the fantasy scope of this, whatever quote unquote industry. Um, and that is fine. Um, little to any, you know, little to anybody's knowledge have gotten into the Scott Fishbowl, uh, year 12, um, that went under the radar. It's kind of, it was really kind of funny. I kind of want to talk about this. I was going to save it for the next episode. Um, but, um, it's really funny when you get a lot of, um, people who, you know, are excited they get in the Scott Fish Bowl, which is a nice, a nice, a nice tournament, right? You know, charity tournament. Uh, I can't remember if it's still Toys for Tots or not, but it, it goes to really good charity. Um, but you know, usually everybody gets on there, and then everybody's like, "Yay!" cheering and congratulating, and you know, you see, it's mostly on Twitter, so you see like the likes and stuff. At least you know, get like forty, fifty likes on a post like that, and I think think last year i think i had about a dozen likes on that one which was amazing and then uh this year i got two on mine so if anybody really thinks that i'm kind of making that shit up um that i'm not very well liked um no i am not making that up that is 100 percent serious in one of the tournaments that is for you know like i said for charity uh goodwill and all that type of stuff uh yeah yeah uh, uh my guy matt horsley he's always he's always hitting me up on there uh love him to death he's always he's always a, a champion of the product and stuff like that but um it was really really uh, made me laugh, and it was kind of one of those like uh, uneasy laughs because you're just like, all right, all right, sons of bitches, uh, <laughs> it's really time to start taking it to you. But uh, I do have some friends within the industry, so as long as I have them, I am, I am more than uh, happy with what I'm doing and uh the product that i'm putting out so um oh, it was something i was going to get into and i can't remember so fuck it we're going to go through the nfc today we're going to go through the afc in the next podcast um and then we'll do uh adp this week and then i think what we probably end up doing is going kind of going uh team by team um maybe take, you know, a couple teams at a time and go through the strengths of schedule uh, spreadsheet, kind of go through there and then take a look at the actual teams themselves, uh, or not the teams themselves, but their actual opponents, and kind of 
gauge whether or not, um, you know, certain areas, you know, uh, rush defense, pass defense, t- stuff like that, and see see what we think with the additions and subtractions of those teams uh, and see if this is tracking well. Um, sometimes it doesn't, um, but uh, we're going to find it. We're going to find it. We're going to use it to our advantage for seasonal. We're definitely going to use it to our advantage for DFS. Um, and ultimately win titles, win money. That's why we're here. Don't have to like me, but God damn it. You're going to fucking respect me after this. So, uh, let's get going here. Let's get into the NFC North. We're going to start here. Of course, we're going to start with the Chicago bears. This is going to be loose and quick. Um, I was thinking about going through the ADP with this, but I just, I don't know. We'll have to take a look. We'll take a Maybe we'll take a look with certain players and stuff, but let's take a look at the uh, Chicago Bears um, under Matt Eberflus. This is basically going to be what the draft additions were. Um, actually, you know what we're going to do? No, we're going to look at ADP. We're going to save. We're going to save rookies for after the AFC, so we can look at them as a whole and go through them. But uh, um, we're going to look at the Bears, uh, Chicago Bears offense. And then look at the defense, of course. Then we'll go to Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, so on and so forth. Then go to the NFC East, South, and West. So starting with Chicago Bears, yes, I do understand that I am rambling. Uh, Nobody needs to point that one out. But uh, for the Chicago Bears offense, let's take a look and see who they drafted. They drafted in the third round, Velas Jones, wide receiver out of Tennessee. In the fifth round, Braxton Jones, offensive tackle out of South Utah State. Uh, round six, Zach Thomas uh, from San Diego State. He is an offensive guard. God, when I find fucking errors like this, it annoys the shit out of me. Uh, Tristan Ebner, running back out of Taylor in the sixth. Uh, also in the sixth round, Doug Kramer, center out of Illinois. Uh, and in the seventh round, uh, <laughs> Jatir Carter, guard out of Southern. Uh, so they really did attack the offensive line. Uh, but not until, like, the late rounds. So I did not like this draft whatsoever uh, in terms of the offense. Do like Velas Jones out of uh, Tennessee. Uh, I had made of a couple comments to some people that uh, after the rookie minicamp, I, I did do a delivery. I do do deliveries to the Chicago Bears training ca- uh, facility. Uh, Velas Jones actually was on the field. Uh, he's very, very fast. Um He's faster than I think he actually timed out. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm not going to go back into the draft guide. Um, but <clears throat> Velas Jones looked pretty looked pretty good. I mean, you know, just running in a straight line, so on and so forth. Didn't get to see him do any catching or anything like that. But um, for right now, for the Chicago Bears offense, what you have is you got Darnell Mooney on one side. Uh, I did pencil in Equinamius St. Brown across from him and Byron Pringle. Uh, pending what's going on with the legal matters. I uh, don't foresee right now that there's going to be anything with that has to do with uh, suspension, but I got Byron Pringle in the slot. Uh, Velas Jones right now is slotted right behind Byron Pringle. Uh, your offensive line is going to be Tevin Jenkins, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, uh, Lucas Patrick, and Larry Borum is still not a very good offensive line whatsoever. Uh, it was something that I felt that they needed to address. They did not, so... Kind of is what it is. Um, 
you know, so you got Justin, you got Justin Fields at quarterback. Cole Komet is going to be your starter uh, at tight end. They did not re-sign Jimmy Graham or Jesse James. And they kind of let them slide, but they did bring in James O'Shaughnessy uh, from Jacksonville. So we'll have to see what kind of a split we see in there because you know, um, at least last year. Now it is a new it is a new group, uh, but Eberflus comes from the uh, Colts. Uh, Getzey comes from the Packers. Packers typically, you know, kind of rotated some of their tight ends in there, uh, spe- uh, specifically after Robert Tunyon. Uh, went down with the knee injury, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if Cole Komet is actually going to command uh, most of those tight end snaps uh, for the Bears. At running back, of course, you got David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Darrington Evans, who was brought in, and then I have Tristan Ebner, and then two D, two UDFA's and Master Teague, and which is an awesome name by the way, and Demontre Tuggle, which is not an awesome name. Um, most of the guys that are wide receivers that are brought in UDFAs, uh, they were put in the into the rookie sheet, uh, the listing. Uh, but like I said, with most of the UDFAs, um, I'm just kind of listing them as just being on teams. They're not anybody that we really need to look at unless I wrote something up. On the defense, in the second round, you had Kyler Gordon. Uh, cornerback out of Washington in the second round. Also, you had Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. In round five, you had D- Dominique Robinson, outside linebacker from Miami of Ohio. And in the seventh, you had both Elijah Hicks, a corner out of California, and Trenton Gill, punter out of North Carolina State. Um, so the, the Bears did cut Ryan Winslow uh, and have retained Trenton Gill, so he looks to be their new punter. I know, not very exciting. Um, as far as anybody of any ilk that's going to quite possibly, you know, take over a starting job. Uh, basically, I did I did pencil in Kyler Gordon across from Jalen Johnson. Uh, Kendall Vildor uh, is not a really good corner, so I just figured Kyler Gordon taking the second round pretty high. Um, he was a high end prospect at the corner position, so I just penciled him in as a starter there. Uh, I did move Jaquan Brisker in as a starting strong safety in front of Dan Krushank, um, but it could be Krushank that actually starts first, and then they work uh, Brisker in. Um, mid-round second pick, uh, second-round pick, you know, safety. Kenny earn that spot? Absolutely. Um, and I think with this team... Uh, where they're at, they need to, you know, they, they still need a ton of moves to actually be a team that's going to be in competition within the NFC North. So in in my estimation, why not just throw Brisker in there and get him started right away? Moving on to the Detroit Lions, uh, their draft picks, at least for offense, in the first round they did get Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. I was a little upset with that. Uh, fifth round, James Mitchell, tight end out of Virginia Tech. Now, I'm mad just as a Packers fan that I wanted Jamison Williams, not the fact that Detroit actually took Jamison Williams. Um, I would expect Jamison Williams to actually start right away across from DJ Chark and then have Amon Ross St. Brown in the slot. That is what I'm projecting. Now, is Jamison Williams going to be a guy that we're really going to be, you know, wanting in fantasy. 
That's going to be kind of the question because there was a lot of moves made on the defense. Detroit Lions defense should be better. So it could limit Jamison Williams' uh, potential out of the gate, especially when you have guys you know like DJ Chark there. Um, Josh Reynolds is also there. Khalif Raymond is still around. At quarterback, of course, you're going to have Jared Goff there. This should this is going to be you know pretty much the best um, group of wide receivers that he's going to be working with, uh, including tight end. Uh, since he was traded from the L.A. Rams. Um, so Jared Goff, is he a top 12? No. QB2? Yes, he could be. Um, but most of this offense is going to be you know, predicated on the run. Uh, still has a really good offensive line that is completely intact with Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, uh, Halle Vatal, and Panay Sewell at right tackle. Uh, the running backs, of course, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Reynolds, or Jamal Reynolds, Jamal Williams, and Craig Reynolds, uh, Godwin Ibuki, Igwebuki, uh, Jamar Jefferson, and uh, UDFA guy Greg Bell. Um, Dan Campbell, uh, head coach, new offense coordinator, and Ben Johnson. Um, still, you know, we know what Dan Campbell wants to do. He wants to run the ball. He wants to play defense. He's starting with the basics of the old guard. Um, so just don't get too excited about that Jamison Williams selection, although I do like him uh, long term. As far as the defense is concerned in the first round, of course, was the second overall pick. Aiden Hutchinson, the DN out of Michigan. In the second round, Joshua Paschel. Uh, DN out of Kentucky in the third round, Kirby Joseph, uh, safety out of Illinois in the sixth round, both Malcolm Rodriguez linebacker out of Oklahoma state and James Houston outside linebacker, Jackson state. And then finally seventh round, you had chase Lucas, a cornerback out of Arizona state. Now it was interesting that they did take Hutchinson and and Paschal. Uh, Hutchinson is going to move into the starting lineup right away. Um, now, Paschal could earn the spot opposite of him uh, as the other defensive end. Um, I have him penciled in right now, although Charles Harris, the incumbent, uh, could be the actual starter there. Uh, but for right now, I'm kind of happy just leaving him in there. Uh, at corners, you're going to have Mike Hughes, who's brought over um, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Jeff Akuda, I'm not entirely happy having Akuda there, but he is a former first rounder. Um, so basically it was between him and Amani. Um, oh God. <laughs> I, you know, I call him Amani Aru Awarie because I love the name said like that. Um, but that's probably not going to be the guy that's in there. So I, I penciled in Jeff Kuda there. Uh, Kirby Joseph, the third rounder, uh, the safety out of Illinois. Um, this is going to be kind of a trend of my thinking because there was a lot of safeties that were really taken, but there was a lot of incumbents um, that kind of ha- were like really good at either the strong safety or the free safety position. Um, so you can certainly move Kirby Joseph into like a nickel corner spot. Um and that's kind of you, you. If you actually look through the depth charts, you will see that trend um, kind of follow along. I believe it's the Ravens that are another team that is like that. Um, but we'll get to that 
we'll get we'll grease that pig up when we get there. Uh, Green Bay. So on offense, second round. Everybody was talking about Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Uh, third round, you had Sean Ryan, offensive guard out of UCLA. Fourth rounders, you had Romeo Dobbs, uh, wide receiver out of Nevada, and Zach Tom, the center out of Wake Forest. And in the seventh round, you had both Rashid Walker, offensive tackle out of Penn State, and Samari Toure, wide receiver out of Nebraska. For right now, for right now, the way that I have this set up, um, there, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Sammy Watkins and whether or not he's actually going to make the team at all. Um, I do believe with this wide receiver crew, um, wide receiver core, I should say, Sammy Watkins is not a roster bubble guy, and I don't really get it. Um they basically they wanted they did want to go cheap, but Sammy Watkins is actually really talented if he's able to stay on the field. Now he is a little bit older, um, but he's not really that old, which is kind of surprising. Um, but I had Christian Watson on the as basically the X. Um, now that could be taken over by Alan Lazard. Another thing that you could possibly see is Christian Watson at the X, and then you move Alan Lazard across from him. Uh, with Sammy Watkins kind of being more of that shot-type player. Um, and then you have Randall Cobb in the slot. Now there is some talk that Amari Rogers is really kind of catching on this offseason. Uh, showed it a little bit at the uh, at the uh, volunteer, at the uh, OTAs. But um, that kind of remains to be seen here. Um, so essentially you could see Christian Watson... Alan Lazard on the other side, and then Alan Lazard actually backed up by Sammy Watkins and Romeo Dobbs. Um, Dobbs is going to take a little bit. Dobbs is not going to be. I like Dobbs. I do. Um, I don't see him being really all that ready for this year. Um, Christian Watson, I have had my concerns with his hands. Um, So that's something that's going to have to be worked on. So. I mean, to be honest with you, being a second-round pick, he's going to have to be really worked into the offense. Um, And and I think they're going to actually switch these guys kind of around, um, you know, playing either side and in the slot. I think it's going to be kind of a rotational-type thing. Um, Watson is super talented, um, but he is super raw. So that's why if you look in the rookie in the dynasty list – um, he is down a bit further than probably what Packers fans would think I would put him in. Um, but again, do this long, you do stuff like this long enough and you kind of, you kind of take your love for your team and you kind of have, you kind of have to put it behind you. Um, so I do like Christian Watson. He does have a lot of potential, but um, he is nowhere near the top of my list as far as the wide receivers from this rookie class um, that I would, you know, even dare to think taking anything higher than, say, you know, you got a 12-teamer uh, rookie draft, uh, nothing higher than late and second, um, and that might even be pushing it as well. I've heard some shit talked about uh, Sean Ryan, the offensive guard out of UCLA. 
Um, I had some mixed feelings on him, but it is a third rounder. A little bit later in the third round, they were really, really high on him. Um, There were rumors of Sean Ryan being a guy that they wanted to target for this offensive line. Um, So really, Sean Ryan could really slip in as a starter at the offensive guard position on the right side. Pardon me, on the left side, uh, moving John Runyon back into more of a uh, backup role. Now they could, if Josh Neiman is ready, um, they could move him into left guard next to David Bakhtiari just as well. You'd have Josh Myers, second-year center, uh, Royce Newman at right guard, and then you'd have Elton Jenkins at the right tackles position. Zach Tom, it's kind of funny because I use, I will use um, ourlads.com. Uh, as well as PFF to kind of determine where guys kind of fit, um, not only as the starters. Uh, PFF has gotten really bad uh, with that. Um, so I do like using our lads and kind of mix and match and use my own feelings in there. So they had Zach Tom actually at the offensive tackle position. He can play offensive tackle as well as center. Um, it's kind of one of these, one of those weird things. I've seen this out of a lot of centers where they don't, they don't play as much center guard, uh, or they have the guys that you know typically play the center or the guard position, um, but you get some of these bigger centers that actually can play uh, offensive tackle outside of uh, playing center. So Zach Tom backup spot in there. It was just kind of where it kind of fit. Um, if you didn't have Tom over there, Jake Hansen really can't play offensive tackle. He can only really play center uh, and maybe guard, but it is what it is. Uh, so we have the usual three from last year at quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Kurt Benkert. Uh, let's see here. Nothing really going on at tight end other than the fact that they did bring in uh, tight end Eli Wolf, who was cut from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, running backs are pretty standard. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I still have Kylan Hill ahead of Patrick Taylor. Now I have seen Patrick Taylor ahead of Kylan Hill because of the injury. Um, but I give Kylan Hill kind of the benefit of the doubt. When he was in there, he looked really good. Um, and then a guy that I really wanted everybody to kind of watch, and that was the running back, the kid out of Iowa, uh, Tyler Goodson, who is talented enough to secure a backup role on this offense um, and could actually bump. Patrick Taylor out. Uh, if Kylan Hill is not ready to go, could bump Kylan Hill out of there and actually end up behind Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So depending upon how far um, or how long your rookie, your dynasty rookie draft is, Tyler Goodson really is a guy that I would take a look at. Now, you know, if you're not doing that rookie draft until you know basically in training camp, uh, towards the end of training camp, let's say before the season gets started. You might have a better idea of whether or not he's going to be a guy that's going to make the team. But Tyler Goodson, uh, keep an eye on him. For the Packers defense, a lot of talk about here because they did not select a wide receiver in the first round, which I said if the top uh, four or five guys were gone that they were probably just going to say, fuck it, let's get back out of here. Um, In the first round, though, the Packers did go defense. You got Quay Walker. linebacker out of Georgia, and then Devontae Wyatt, the D-tackle out of Georgia. So they are securing their defense uh, right out the gate, filling the needs. 
uh, trying to lock down the potential of teams trying to just run the ball down their throats late in the game and ice games. Fifth round, you had Kingsley uh, and Eggs Bar, uh, <laughs> and Egg Barry, outside linebacker out of South Carolina. I actually liked him. Uh, Tariq Carpenter, safety out of Georgia Tech, and then Jonathan Ford, D-tackle out of Miami. Um, Jair Alexander did sign an extension last week. That was good. Um, now I will say to PFF, why the fuck did you have Jair Alexander as a slot corner? This is what I'm talking about, being careful with shit like this when you're on sites. Um, I think just about everybody in the free world knows that Jair Alexander is the number one corner for the Green Bay Packers, regardless of what that injury was last year. He was ready to go in the playoffs. Um, so you have Jair Alexander on one side. Eric Stokes, I believe, has played well enough to secure the spot um, opposite of Alexander and then having the luxury of Razul Douglas, who came back um, on a pretty decent contract, uh, moving him into the slot. Now, Douglas could move opposite of Alexander and Stokes in the slot, but I think Stokes is a little bit better on the outside just based on the fact that his speed alone uh, kind of gives him a leg up on Douglas. So defensive line, you got Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, linebacker positions, Preston Smith, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, and Rashawn Gary. Uh, anybody who did listen to anything that I said um, pertaining to the NFL draft knew that, or if you did get the guide itself and you looked at Quay Walker, he was one of the guys that I was actually highlighting um, before the draft. So I was really, really ecstatic when they drafted him. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, offense, second rounder, Ed Ingram, offensive guard out of LSU, fifth rounder, Ty Chandler, uh, believe his full name, they use his full name a lot, Tyreek Chandler, actually, hold on one second, I'm going to look at this, it's a, it's a goofy, it's a goofy, uh, spelling, where are you, oh, I just keep going Ty Chandler with it. All right, fuck it. We're calling him Ty Chandler. Uh, two six-rounders, Vidarian Lowe, offensive tackle out of Illinois, and, and Jalen Naylor, wide receiver out of Michigan State. Meh, meh. Uh, and then in the seventh round, he had tight end Nick Muse out of South Carolina. So basically, outside of Ingram, who could actually secure the right guard spot, uh, in my opinion, right next to Brian O'Neill at offensive tackle and Garrett Bradbury at center. Uh, they did not draft anybody that's going to be of any fantasy impact um, this season and, in my opinion, probably in in future seasons. Uh, Chandler's basically, I got him penciled in as pretty much like the fourth running back in that offense. Uh, Delvin Cook, Madison, uh, Keeney, and then Ty Chandler. Minnesota's defense, first-rounder Lewis Sin. Uh, safety out of Georgia, Andrew Booth in the second round, cornerback out of Clemson. Third round, uh, Brian Asamoa, uh, guy that I actually I, I do kind of like Asamoa, linebacker out of Oklahoma. In the fourth round, uh, Caleb uh, Evans, the cornerback out of Missouri, and Assisi Otomiu, 
um, Maywo, my bad, uh, defensive end out of Minnesota. So a little bit of a homecoming. Um, nobody outside of Sin is really anybody that I'm kind of looking at except maybe Andrew Booth. Um, but really, if Andrew Booth is going to do anything, he's going to knock the newly acquired Shannon Sullivan out of that out of that slot corner spot. So in my, it's going to be Patrick Peterson on one side, Cameron Dantzler on the other, and then it's going to either be Shannon Sullivan or Booth Jr. is going to move back into that slot spot. Um, as far as the rest of the defense, like I said, there's nothing uh, that's really moved here because um, they did bring in Zadarius Smith at, at the outside linebacker spot and Jordan Hicks at inside linebacker. Uh, moving Sin into the free safety spot right next to Harrison Smith. Um, that's your only really capable starter. So, I mean, the secondary has gotten a little bit better. Uh, this pass rush should be pretty decent. Um, I don't think it's nearly as big of a slouch as what it was last year. Um, but it's really going to come down to how well they grasp. They went... Basically, they went from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Like we've said before, though, you know, most teams are switching. You know, they'll switch mid-game. In there, they'll switch from 4-3 to 3-4 and vice versa. Um, So the weakest link is still going to be that slot spot. Uh, Channon Sullivan was somebody that we could attack when he was on the Packers. So uh, in my eyes, that's not really anything that's kind of changed. Um and even if they move the rookie in Booth back there, I think you could really, really make a case that, you know, rookies, they kind of get off to a slow start, um, and that's somewhere that you can attack, especially Aaron Rodgers. That's where he's going to attack, um, <laughs> I guess. But does it really matter with that wide receiving core? That's kind of the thing. And that's stuff we got to go over as well. All right, let's move on to the east. Holy shit, we spent half an hour on the fucking north. That is not what I wanted to do. Oh, no. No, I fucked around a little bit at the beginning. That's my bad. That's my bad. Um, But let's take a look now at the Dallas Cowboys and the NFC East. First rounder, you got Tyler Smith, offensive tackle out of Tulsa. There's a lot of people who were not really happy with that pick. I was okay with it. He can be a decent right tackle, especially next to Zach Martin, you know, the perennial uh, pro bowler. So I don't think it was that bad of a pick. Um, It's a little bit high for him, especially if you're going to fit somebody in at that spot. But it is what it is. Third round, it took Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver out of Southern Alabama. I kind of like that kid. Uh, Fourth rounder, Jake Ferguson, tight end out of Wisconsin. Meh. Meh. I'm a Badger fan, and I'm still like, meh. Uh, and then fifth rounder, Matt. Uh, well, let's go. Offensive tackle out of North Carolina, so he's a uh, backup. So basically, this is how I kind of look at it. I did slide C.D. Lamb into the slot, but we do know that he's going to be the number one wide receiver. Uh, so basically, you can take him, and you can put him right over James uh, Washington on that side. And that's how he's going to end up lining up in two wide receiver sets. You'll have Michael Gallup, of course, on the other side. Now, I do like Tolbert. I do think he can secure a spot here. It won't be on the outside. If anything, it's something to knock. He's going to have to knock James uh, Washington 
out of his spot. Now, if he knocks James Washington out of that spot, you're going to see a lot more C.D. Lamb on that outside, even in three wide receiver sets. And then Tolbert and Gallup would probably end up switching in and out uh, between the outside spot and that slot spot. I think uh, Simi Fajoko is pretty much dead and gone here. Um, yeah, and that's kind of all I really have to say on it because, I mean, as far as the UDFAs, you got Ty Freifogel. He was the kid out of Indiana. Uh, they had high hopes for him. He started out well, and then he just he just he just cratered, fucking cratered. So I have no no thoughts and feelings on him uh, even making the team. To be completely honest, on defense in the second round, he has Sam Williams, outside linebacker out of Mississippi. Uh, three fifth rounders: Deron Bland, corner out of Fresno State; Damone. Clark, linebacker out of LSU, and John Ridgway, D-tackle out of Arkansas. Actually, I like John Ridgway. Uh, was kind of surprised that he slid that far. Uh, and then in the sixth round, he had De- uh, Devin Harper, linebacker out of Oklahoma State. They did bring in uh, outside linebacker Dante Fowler from Atlanta. So to me, he's going – Dante Fowler has more than earned – uh, the spot along the defensive line across from DeMarcus uh, Lawrence, but you will see Sam Williams uh, slide in from time to time. Now, the linebacking court, outside of, say, Micah Parsons and a quite possibly uh, revitalized Leighton Vander Esch at the middle linebacker spot, you still have a hole there with Luke Gifford at the other linebacker spot across from Micah Parsons. And that's not going to be great because you're still got Neville Gallimore and Carlos Watkins right in the middle. And so you've got, you've got, if you can seal that off um, with Vander Esch and keep Parsons out, if you draw a line basically in between Gallimore, Watkins, and between Vander Esch and Luke Gifford, there's your running lane right there right up the middle. So running backs, I think, are going to be pretty, pretty decent uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Secondary still looks okay. Malik Hooker, uh, Jaron Curse at the safety spots, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, and then Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis is also one of those guys that we like to attack there in the slot. So you'll, you'll still get those leaks, but they do still... They should still have a decent pass rush. Um, it's all going to kind of depend upon how big of a loss uh, Randy Gregory was uh, going to Denver. New York Giants. All right, let's see what happened with this shit show. Uh, on offense, first rounder Evan Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. That was a very good pick. Uh, second round, Wandale Robinson, the wide receiver out of Kentucky. The kid that I specifically said, specifically said was Kadarius Tony, 2022, and the fucking Giants drafted him. I'm like, are you shitting me? Great. Uh, third rounder, Josh. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I haven't done these names in forever. Uh, Josh Izidu. Uh, offensive guard out of North Carolina, Daniel Bellinger in the fourth, tight end out of San Diego State, and Marcus McKethan, offensive guard out of North Carolina in the fifth round. So Evan Neal is really kind of the big the big ticket guy here. Um, I have seen 
a lot of people put Evan Neal at right tackle and keep Andrew Thomas over at the left tackle position. I am not one of those people. If you take an offensive tackle within the top 10, he is your fucking left tackle. And I cannot stress that enough. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm just a fat fucking kid sitting at a desk looking this shit over. But I'm telling you, if he's a top 10 selection, he's your fucking left tackle. I don't give a fuck. Andrew Thomas, you're moving back over to the right fucking side of the line. Now, so now you'll have Evan Neal, first rounder, uh, John Feliciano, Max uh, Garcia, Mark Lewinsky, and Andrew Thomas. The offensive, basically, Andrew Thomas is your only guy returning to the starting roles here. Wide receivers, you're going to have Kenny Galladay. Now, I do have Sterling Shepard on the other side, but that's probably going to be more either Darius Toney over there or Darius Slayton fighting it out. Sterling Shepard still isn't back from the Achilles, so time's only going to tell whether or not he's going to be available. Uh, if Kadarius Tony moves over there, of course, that would probably move Wandale Robinson up to be the slot guy. He's a little guy. He is a little guy. If I remember correctly, he's actually smaller than Tony. But um, I did not like that pick. Did not like that pick whatsoever. I mean, you might as well you might as well just went with fucking tight end instead of bringing in Ricky Seals Jones and Jordan Akins. I mean, honestly, honestly, probably would have been better off. Defense on the other side, you have in the first round. This is the other gem, Kayvon Thibodeau, the DN out of Oregon. Uh, third round, you get Cordell Flot, uh, Float. I call him Float. I don't care if he's float or flot. Uh, corner out of LSU, Dane Belton, safety out of Iowa in the fourth, and two fifth rounders, Micah McFadden, linebacker of Indiana, and DJ Davidson, D tackle out of Arizona State. Last but certainly not least, in the sixth round, Darian Beavers, linebacker out of Cincinnati. Um, no, nobody here that's going to really take a starting role outside of Thibodeau. Um, I did move him in at the outside linebacker spot. It just kind of made sense. Now, based on the fact that if you were going to run a 3-4, which Martindale does usually employ, uh, Leonard Williams is going to be your true like defensive end there. So I don't see Thibodeau being moved over where Justin Ellis is across from him. Uh, so basically, if they wanted to have Jihad Ward actually be the starter on that side next to a possible return of Blake Martinez this August. Um, then it would be Aziz Ojolari Oge- uh, would be the odd man out on that side. But for right now, I got Thibodeau over on that strong side. Oh, Eagles, 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 Eagles. Oh, my God, we're actually making picks in this fucking slow draft. I'm doing my first ever Dynasty slow draft. It's fun. I like it. I don't. I don't. I fucking hate it. I hate everybody in that draft, too, by the way, because they're listening. Um, so Philadelphia, two picks on offense this year. In the second round, Cam Jurgens, center out of Nebraska. And in the sixth round, Grant Calcaterra, tight end out of SMU. Cam Jurgens is going to be 
be the future replacement for center Jason Kelsey, so he'll be backing him up there. Uh, Calcaterra. This is the guy that I said had multiple concussions. He was actually thinking of retiring before he actually uh, came, you know, decided to, you know, say fuck it. Let's see what happens in the NFL. So he is basically one hit away uh, from being career ended. Now he's a six round tight end. So would you really expect him to do much? No. Um, but just keep that in mind if anybody's sitting there going, oh, Grant Calcaterra, he's awesome. He really is when he's on the field. He is. But like I said, one fucking hit, and it could end his whole career. Uh, they did make the draft day trade. Uh, the Eagles did. Uh, with Tennessee, they brought in A.J. Brown, spotted him opposite of Devontae Smith, and then Zach Pascal was brought in, so I th- believe... Uh, you're going to see Quez Watkins get kind of pushed down. Zach Pascal fitting in in that slot receiver role. Um, they don't really need much there, anyways, because tight end uh, Dallas Goddard is going to be a hot, uh, you know, a big part of this offense. They showed that last year, especially uh, getting towards the later ends of the year. But this offensive line still really, really good, really, really good. You're going to have Jalen Hurts returning at quarterback. Uh, Carson Strong actually was brought in as UDFA. There's been some people. Um, do you think Carson Strong's worth an ad? Do you think he's worth an ad? No, not really. Um, I did write him up, but I mean, Carson Strong said it basically UDFA, not even drafted. It's a long, it's a long ways to the top, especially if you want to rock and roll. Uh, running backs, not much has changed here. You got Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, Jason Huntley, and then UDFA Kennedy Brooks, running back out of Oklahoma. He's got a chance to make this team um, and actually do something just based on the fact that we know the Eagles like to rotate their running backs like there's no end to tomorrow. But, oh. Is he going to do anything in the end? No. No. So we're going to move on to the defense for the Eagles in the first round. Jordan Davis uh, with the 13th overall pick. D-tackle out of Georgia. Nicobe Dean in the third, linebacker out of Georgia. And in the sixth round, Kyron Johnson, linebacker out of Kansas. So Javon Hargrave may keep his starting spot next to Fletcher Cox at D-tackle, but I highly doubt it. I believe that Jordan Davis is actually going to get in there right away and actually, you know, attempt to make a difference. Uh, with the additions of, with the addition of James Bradbury from free agency coming over from the New York Giants, it's a pretty damn good defense. Pretty damn good defense. Also with Hassan Reddick. Uh, coming over from Carolina and Kaiser White from the Chargers. It's a pretty solid defense, and they have enough to rotate uh, with the linebackers, D-line, everything. Everything. little thin, in my opinion, with the uh, corners, but to be honest with you, if Bradbury, Slay, and Maddox all stay healthy, uh, should be a really good defense. Really good. Ah, last but not least for the East, we got the Washington Cobra Commanders. 
Uh, we start with the offense selections here in the first round. Jahan, <sighs> Jahan, everybody loves me. Dotson, wide receiver out of Penn State. Brian Robinson, running back out of Alabama in the third. Two fifth rounders. Sam Howell, quarterback out of North Carolina. The fact that he fucking dropped that far is amazing. Uh, Cole Turner, tight end out of Nevada. He's all right as well. Uh, seventh rounder, Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul, not, not, not the point guard for the Phoenix Suns, but an offensive guard out of Tulsa. Offensive line looks pretty good here. Uh, I'm just starting here just because. Charles Leno, Andrew Norwell, Chase Rolier, uh Trey Turner, and Samuel Cosme. Across from Terry McLaurin, I do have Jahan Dotson penciled in there. First rounder, they wanted him. They went and got him. So that's going to move Diami Brown down, which sucks because I do like Diami Brown. liked him coming out of North Carolina. And then the slot, in the slot, still got, uh, God, piece of shit, Curtis Samuel sitting in there. Washington, of course, brought in Carson Wentz from Indiana. Indiana, Indianapolis. So you got Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell as the third, but he will fight for Heineke. He f- will fight with Heineke for that backup spot. If he wins that backup spot, then you need to really kind of look out with Wentz because if he has any of that bullshit that happened with the Colts last year, we will see Sam Howell in there at some point. Running backs. Usual Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick being more of a third down back role. Uh, Brian Robinson kind of fitting in there. He will split some carries with Antonio Gibson just as well. Needed a bigger running back from Jared Patterson, although we like Jared Patterson out of Buffalo, but kind of is what it is. It's what we talked about uh, last season uh, that he might be just a bit too small for the NFL. Jonathan Williams and Reggie Bonifon. Actually made a team. Uh, he hasn't made a team yet, I should say. Um, moving on to your defense here. Oh, actually, I should go back to Jahan Dotson. So there's a lot of people that are really, really high on J- Jahan Dotson, especially after um, video had surfaced of him at the uh, training facility and him catching a slant and not really catching it fully clean. I don't know why everybody was so fucking excited about it, but it is what it is. So he is moving up rookie draft boards. Um, to me, Jahan Dotson probably he's worth a look, but he's not like one of those guys that I'd have to get in the first round. If he slips to me in the second, you know, mid second, kind of like Christian Watson, um, he slip, you know. Mid to late second, yeah, but uh, from all accounts, he's going as like a 9-10 spot in the first round. And to me, even though I like Dotson, I'd just say fucking let him go. People are overpaying. Um, You may be able to take advantage of it if he does have a shit start uh, across from Terry McLaurin there. Um, You may be able to get him on the cheap. 
Now we can go to the Cobra Commander's defense. Uh, second round, you had Federian Mathis, D-tackle out of Alabama. Fourth round, Percy Butler, safety out of Louisiana. And then the seventh round, Christian Holmes, corner out of Oklahoma State. So uh, Mathis will probably split time, get rotated in uh, with Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen there in the middle. Um so it's going to help them. It's going to keep them a little bit more fresh. Uh, Mathis isn't really that much of a slouch. But to be honest with you, unless unless these corners get play a lot better than what they did last year, I don't know. I don't know how good this defense is going to be. And that's really shitty, especially if the reports of, you know, everybody was kind of playing their own fucking game. You know, and just kind of uh, spitballing their jobs and stuff. Then, uh, yikes. yikes! 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 I don't even know why Del Rio was brought back. To be completely honest with you, I would have kicked his ass to the curb. All right, so now we're going to go to the South. And we're going to talk Atlanta Falcons. Oh, this ought to be fun. First rounder, he had Drake London, wide receiver out of USC. We figured he was going to go somewhere here in the first round. He was the first wide receiver taken off the board. Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati, went in the third round. It was a very good selection for them. Tyler Algier, running back out of BYU in the fifth round, talked about him at in when we were in Vegas, talked about Tyler Algier as being a guy to look out for. Uh, you will have the opportunity in this offense. Uh, two six-rounders, Justin Schaefer, offensive guard out of Georgia, so a little bit of depth there. And then John Fitzpatrick, tight end out of Georgia, a guy that I really did not like, and he is not going to do shit uh, for Atlanta uh, probably in his whole career. Uh, tight end, you're basically looking at Kyle Pitts and Anthony Ferkser. Primary, of course, is going to be Kyle Pitts. Um, so here, here's basically how I have the wide receivers kind of lined up uh, even, and this is even after the Brian Edwards trade from the Las Vegas Raiders. I have Drake London on one side, Auden Tate on the other. You're going to get these taller wide receivers in there. Now Auden Tate will split time with a little bit with Brian Edwards. Um, and then you're going to have Olamide Zakisis and Amir Bird pretty much splitting time in the slot. You may see a little bit of Kaderil Hodge or Geronimo Allison as well. More than likely, probably Hodge, uh, who is the uh, better overall wide receiver uh, between Hodge and Allison. I was kind of surprised that Atlanta really didn't kind of attack their offensive line. Um, and I suppose that's because Desmond Ritter was still there in the third round, so they just kind of pounced on that. That's kind of my thought and feeling on there. So Ritter should learn from Marcus Mariota, but at some point Ritter is probably uh, going to start, and we have to consider that in drafts. If you need a quarterback, I do like Ritter. Uh, he's very much like uh, Dak Prescott, that he holds the ball a little bit too long. Um, but definitely knows what he's doing with it if he has the time. Um, and he may have a little bit of trouble behind this Atlanta Falcons offensive line, but stranger things have happened. Ritter does know how to use his feet, kind of get outside of the pocket, uh, create himself a throwing lane. So there is that. Running backs, you're looking at Cord uh, Cordero Patterson. Blech. Again, Damian Williams and then Tyler Algier. 
uh, Algier will battle with Damon Williams for that backup role. And then depending upon what happens with Patterson, um, you know, as long as, you know, guys don't, don't get injured at the wide receiver spots where they need, so then they're going to need them out there. Um, but, I mean, really, it's like what I said, Patterson, Williams, Elshier. Um But I'm a little bit higher in Elshier than a lot of other people. Um, but he's still nothing more than probably a late second, maybe early third round pick. I don't. Mm, it's probably an early third guy, to be honest with you. Just to be honest with you. Uh, defense. We flipped to the other side. We got two second round picks and Arnold Ebaki. Ebaki. Oh, it is Arnold Ebaki. I'm not going to Ebaki. DN out of Penn State, uh, Troy Anderson, linebacker out of Montana State, and then in the third round, D'Angelo Malone, the outside linebacker from Western Kentucky. So they really did not get guys that I think can start right away, but guys that they can kind of groom with a year and then get them in the starter spots. But, I mean, they could be pushed into the starter roles right away with how bad this defense is overall. Um, outside of their cornerbacks, which are actually a lot better this year. Uh, A.J. Terrell, they brought in Casey Hayward across from him, and then you'll have Isaiah Oliver back in the slot, in, in my total estimation. But it still remains to be the same that, you know, Grady Jarrett's really the only guy on the defensive line that I'm really scared of. Uh, Marlon Davidson and Taekwon Graham, nah, keep it. Carolina, offense. Icky, Icky Ekwanu, offensive tackle, North Carolina State in the first with the sixth overall pick. Uh, got a steal uh, in the third with Matt Corral, quarterback out of Mississippi, and then in the sixth round, Cade Mays, offensive guard out of Tennessee. So uh, Icky has been moved in at left tackle. So you're going to have Icky, Michael Jordan, Bradley Bozeman, Austin Corbett, and Taylor Moten uh, as your main offensive line guys here still can't believe they decided that they wanted to stick with ian thomas and tommy tremble to be honest with you at at tight end i think that's kind of fucking ridiculous but you got the usual suspects here as far as the wide receivers are concerned dj moore and robbie anderson in this and then in the slot you have terrace marshall um if you can get some cheap terrace marshall shares i probably would do it uh just Make sure you're not you're not spending too much on there. Now Matt Corral really, really could fight Sam Darnold for that starting quarterback spot. Um Matt Rule's head is kind of uh it's on the chopping block right now, so in my in my opinion, I would probably go with Matt Corral over Sam Darnold. Just say fuck it, let it fly. Um but we'll have to see. If Sam Darnold has a good training camp, then he's definitely going to earn that job, uh, at least in the eyes of this coaching staff. But, um, yeah, it's something interesting. I, I do like Matt Corral a little bit more than most. I have said this time and time again. So I don't hate taking him. Um, God. Again, it's kind of like a mid to late second round. Kind of all depends on who's there. As far as your wide receivers are concerned, let me think. Let me see where I had him. 
I got him low. He might be a third rounder. Now see Ritter is a six is number sixteen. Where the fuck are you? Ooh, Macarell. I got back at twenty six. So yeah. End of the second, early third. That's the same with Sam Howell. So um if he can get him to drop down in there, that's probably pretty perfect. Uh, again, at running back, Christian McCaffrey until he gets hurt, and then otherwise it's Donta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Um, I'm actually thinking that Donta Foreman's going to actually get the primary backup spot because he's actually a better running back than Chuba Hubbard. There, I fucking said it. Chuba sucks. He fucking sucks. Oh, defensive picks here. Fourth rounder, you got Brandon Smith, linebacker out of Penn State. Sixth rounder, Amari Barno, DN out of Virginia Tech. And in the seventh round, Kalon Barnes, corner out of Baylor. So not really anything um, of significance here. Uh, Brandon Smith could end up starting at some point, but I think he's going to be more of a career backup type guy. It is what it is. New Orleans offense with the 11th overall pick. The New Orleans Saints selected Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. I actually really love this pick for them. I'm really, really pissed he ended up here. And then with the 19th overall pick, he had Trevor Penning, uh, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa, and the guy that I predicted was going to be the big bust. I didn't like him. Keeps his head down, uh, tries to basically maul um, as kind of like a almost like a battering ram rather than uh, keeping his hands up, keeping his hands up inside, keeping his head up so he can actually see what the fuck's happening. So he is a weak spot on this offensive line. They have not fixed this, and that right there, either on the outside of Trevor Penning or right in between Trevor Penning and Andrus Pete, that is your weak spot. Right there. Right fucking there. Uh, do have Michael Thomas in his his X spot for right now. We don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. Um, everything's been kind of in the dark with that. But um, just as in his past, before we had all these issues two seasons ago, Michael Thomas, you know, was the X receiver. So that's his spot. Put Chris Olave across from him and then... After the draft, of course, they picked up Jarvis Landry. Basically comes home, played for LSU. Uh, and then we we put him in the slot spot, and nothing made me happier than moving Traquan Smith out of that spot. So really good wide receiver core for Jameis Winston, who looks like he is going to be back for day one. But if not, then you do have Andy Dalton as his primary backup in New Orleans. Defense. You got three picks. Second rounder, Alante Taylor, corner out of Tennessee. Fifth rounder, DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachian State. Sixth round, uh, Jordan Jackson, D-tackle out of Air Force. So nothing of any true significance. I did move Alante Taylor uh, back in, right in behind Paulson Adebo on there. Uh, and then Adebo, of course, is across from Marshawn Lattimore, and then you got Chauncey uh, Gardner-Johnson, C.J. CJ Gardner-Johnson. Um, so really, depending upon kind of what the play is here, now they brought in Tyron Matthew as well. 
Uh, and the defense is kind of funny because they, they brought in both Daniel Sorensen and Tyron Matthew from Kansas City. Um, and also brought Marcus May over from the New York Jets. So, really, you know, I got May and Matthew being the starters there. Uh, Garner Johnson being the nickel corner. But they honestly could probably move Alante Taylor in as a corner. Uh, no worse than probably their dime cornerback. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. Now, he had Tom Brady. Now, said he was coming back. He was unretiring. Never really officially retired, but it is what it is. Uh, four picks here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this draft for on offense. In the second round, Luke uh, Gadecki, offensive guard out of Central Michigan, like him. Uh, third rounder, third rounder. Uh, we were on this guy. I, I shit you not. We were on this guy before anybody else. Rashad White, running back out of Arizona State, liked him a lot. Uh, fourth rounder, you got Cade Otten, tight end out of Washington, and uh, Cole Keeft, uh, the tight end out of Minnesota in the sixth round. So Otten and Keeft uh, are going to fight with Cameron Brate to try and take over that spot for Rob Gronkowski, unless, of course, Rob Gronkowski comes back. Um, outside of that, so they have some value, but nothing, nothing to me of really any significance here. Uh, Gadecki's going to get at least a year backing up here. Um, but there is a possibility that he could knock Aaron Stinney out of that starting guard spot on that line so that you would have Donovan Smith, Luke Gadecki. Uh, Ryan Jensen, Shaq Mason, and Tristan Wirfs across. I like that a lot better than Smith, Stinney, Jensen, Mason, Wirfs. I like it a lot more, to be completely honest with you. On um, defense, second rounder Logan Hall, D end out of Houston. Uh, in the fourth round, Jake Carmada, punter out of Georgia, who will be fighting with Bradley Pinion and Sterling Hoff Ricker. Uh, for the starting punting job. Uh, more than likely, it's Jake Carmada getting that. Uh, Zion McCollum in the fifth corner out of Sam Houston State, and Andre Anthony in the seventh linebacker, LSU. Logan Hall is really the guy uh, to pay attention here. You got Rakeem Nunez, Rochas, uh, Vea, uh, and William Golston. Uh, lined up on that defensive line. Hall could probably fit in for Nunez Rochas or Golston, uh, depending upon if either one gets injured. So that's really, I mean, the defense, it's, I think we get last year's defense, to be completely honest with you, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think it's going to be great, but I also don't think it's going to be shit. So it's going to be kind of right down that middle uh, for the 2022 season. Last but certainly not least, we have the NFC West. So we're going to try and pound this one out. We are over an hour already, uh, but that's fine. That, that is fine. That is fine. Uh, Cardinals, offense, selections. Jesus. Can you tell it's almost time for me to go to bed? Holy fuck. The offensive selections in the 2022 NFL draft for the Arizona Cardinals. In the second round, they were the ones who decided to take Trey McBride, tight end out of Colorado State. Like the pick, not so much for fantasy. 
Uh, six rounders. You got Keontae Ingram running back out of USC. That's the kid that scares the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> basically reminded me of Ronald Jones. Uh, Luckettus Smith, offensive guard out of Virginia Tech. And then in the seventh round, you got Marquise Haynes, uh, Hayes, the offensive guard out of Oklahoma. So really the only guy that I have any care for is really Trey McBride. Um, he is going to get depressed in rookie drafts because of Zach Ertz, or at least he should be. Okay. Trey McBride. Let's see here. We got to see where he's at. Where did I put him? Trey McBride. I dropped him down quite a bit. I think he was still a first round pick though. No, he wasn't. Oh my God. Where did I put him? Oh dear. Trey McBride. Where did you go? Where did you go? Ah, put him at 29. Said best tight end in the draft and Zach Ernst won't be around for that much longer. He will have an impact as soon as he is gone. It may take a minute to get going, but I will grab a share if I can. Um, mid uh, mid third, mid third round, I have him listed. You may have to. You're probably going to have to take him earlier, though. So, if you wanted to take him in the second round, I wouldn't take him. I would hope that he wouldn't go any higher than the middle of the second round. Um, if he does, I think you're just paying a little bit too much for the tight end. Like he's a really, really good tight end, but he's not like, oh my God, you got to have him kind of like Kyle Pitts from last year. So I'm hoping he stays a little bit depressed, a little bit depressed in this value. Now, as far as Keontae Ingram is concerned, I uh, do have James Conner, Jonathan Ward, you know, Benjamin ahead of him. Now there's been a lot of talk about Keontae Ingram, potentially being James Connors backup uh that's a load of horse shit and if somebody's fucking feeding you that you need you need to just tell them you're full of shit and if they say that's not very nice go no I'm literally telling you literally and I really don't know if I'm using literally the correct way here I go you are literally full of shit and hypothetically full of shit. I don't know if that works. But just let them know. They're in and around the shit. Okay? Keontae Ingram is not a very good running back. Um, Wide receivers, we do need to talk here because DeAndre Hopkins is serving the six-game suspension. Now they did trade for Marquise Brown. Uh, Marquise Brown is going rather high, I believe, in drafts. Um, at least as far as ADP, let me give you his ADP right now. Um, Marquise Brown. Okay. It's not horrible, but it's not great either. He's right now. He is wide receiver 17. He's going as the 44th overall pick in the NFFC. Um, Deandre Hopkins is going to be your wide receiver 26 right now. He's actually moved up from wide receiver 32, uh, and he is the 61st overall pick. So Hopkins being suspended for six games is not good, but does that does that equate to Marquise Brown being a wide receiver two um, and being a guy that's about in, right in the middle of the f- fourth round? 
I don't know. I don't know. He's three picks. He's three picks behind Terry McLaurin. He's one pick in front of Chris Godwin. Now, depending upon Chris Godwin's, you know, recovery. Um, I still probably don't like it. I mean, you still have DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, and Amari Cooper behind him. I would probably still take Amari Cooper. I would take Amari Cooper. I would probably take DJ Moore, who still gets it done even with shitty quarterbacks. I might even take Chris Godwin if I got him at the right price before I took Marquise Brown. I mean, this is this is a guy that we were drafting in like the ninth, tenth round. He was like a guy that no, absolutely nobody fucking wanted, but all because DeAndre Hopkins is gone now, everybody wants 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 you know Hollywood because he's hooking back up with Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray is also not the greatest quarterback in terms of throwing. So you got a quarterback who's not all that great at throwing. you got a wide receiver that's not all that great at catching. And do you kind of see where I'm going with this? Like, this is a real trouble spot, especially in redraft leagues. Now, if you wanted to, if you wanted to do it, if you wanted to do it in best ball, yeah, you can do it in best ball because, you know, you're just basically taking the upside. But um, be very, very careful. I I want to keep following that ADP, but he is going way too high for me right now. I just I can't do it. I can't take him in the fourth. You can't. That's five rounds or at least five rounds earlier than where he was going last year. And I understand it's a different offense. But the quarterbacks are kind of the same, to be honest with you, in terms of throwing. I think Lamar Jackson's way better, but you can argue with me on that one all day. But Marquise Brown, man, I don't know. It's too high. And and it's funny, too, because, you know, Hopkins goes down, um... They get Hollywood Brown. They had brought A.J. Green back. And then there was people talking to, uh, trying to talk up Rondale Moore. No. 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 I won't even take him in the 14th round. I despise Rondale Moore. Um, Off-injured player, uh, wide receiver that came out of Purdue. I despise him. I absolutely despise him. I did not like him whatsoever. Is he very talented? Absolutely. Can he stay on the field? Absolutely the fuck not. So I will be staying away. This is one of those things with uh, Rondell Moore is one of those guys uh, with like the smart system that like Rick Wolf and them over at Fantasy Alarm do it. You know, and part of that is just don't draft injured, you know, often injured players. Um, so I follow that. I follow that a lot. Moving on to the defense, third rounders you got two. Third rounders. Cameron Thomas, defensive end out of San Diego State, and Maja Sanders, outside linebacker out of Cincinnati. He also had two seventh rounders. Christian Matthew Corner out of Valdosta State, if you want to know where that is. That is in southern Georgia. Uh, Jesse Lucada, linebacker out of Penn State. So they really didn't do anything outside of depth, um, which is really kind of sad because they needed an actual starting corner. Or a guy who could could 
compete to be a starting corner. That's kind of where Trey McBride was going. So I think I think Arizona really fucked this draft up, to be completely honest with you. So um, this defense is going to be a defense that we can throw all over again. Moving on to the Rams. Three selections in this draft for the offense. Third rounder, Logan Bruss, offensive guard out of Wisconsin. In the fifth round, they took Kyron Williams, running back out of Notre Dame. And in the seventh round, they took A.J. R. Curry, offensive tackle out of Michigan State. So um, Bruss actually has an opportunity. Bruss is actually okay um, and could battle Bobby Evans for that right guard spot. What I I think Bobby Evans is probably going to win out, but I think Bruss might take it uh, later in the season. But and in all seriousness, this is pretty much kind of the same offensive line for a time because Andrew Whitworth was hurt. So you had Joseph Noteboom in at left tackle, which is where he's going to be this year. Uh, David Ed, uh, David Edwards, Brian Allen, where Bobby Evans was, was Austin Corbett, um, who went to Carolina, and then he had Rob Havenstein. So offensive line, probably a little bit weaker, to be completely honest, but it is a lot younger with Whitworth retiring. Uh, we had talked about Allen Robinson signing here. So you got Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, and then Cooper Cup in the, in the slot. Uh, and then when you look at the running backs, it is Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk. Jake Funk. I am not ready to move Kyron Williams up just yet. Is he talented enough to at least get to be the third running back? Yes. Is he good enough to be the backup running back? Yes. Will he have a shot at doing something? Yes. Am I fully sold, though, because he's on the Rams? No. New, in fact, let's take a look. Where's Kyron Williams? Oh, number 39. Number 39 on the rookie dynasty sheet. So has the opportunity to get some carries and targets in the Rams' backfield this rookie season. I don't believe he can ever take the top spot, but he can be useful in a tandem with Cam Akers. There you go. That's what it is. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's a little bit smallish, but... Uh, as far as the Rams' defense, basically um, a lot of depth players here. They did trade for Troy Hill, uh, got him from Cleveland, so they got him back. That was their original uh, slot corner when they went to the Super Bowl against the um, New England Patriots a couple of years ago. So that's a pretty good get. Um that's going to shore up that that spot, at least in the slot, uh, with Robert Rochelle and Jalen Ramsey on the outside. Now, in the fourth round, they took Dakobe Durant, corner out of South Carolina State. Uh, two six-rounders, Quentin Lake, safety out of UCLA. Kind of surprised he dropped that far, to be honest. Uh, and Darian Kendrick, corner out of Georgia. In the seventh round, they took Daniel Hardy, D.N. out of Montana State, and Russ Yeast, a safety out of Kansas State. So um, pretty much it's same thing. It's going to be the complete same defense. It's just whether or not those backups um, get to see some time, get to see some time in the preseason, prove what they can do. 
Um, hopefully they can kind of give this defense a little bit of insurance policy, uh, especially with Quentin Lake and Russ Yeast. I'd almost think that they're going to make it, period, with how much safety problems they had last year due to injury. But I can be wrong. Probably will be. It's okay. It's okay. I won't cry about it too much. Oh, two more teams left. San Francisco. Let's take a look at the offense. In the third round, San Francisco took Tyrion Davis Price running back out of LSU. That was curious. Also in the third round, Danny Gray, wide receiver out of SMU. Fourth rounder, Spencer Burford, uh, offensive guard out of University of Texas, San Antonio. In the sixth round, Nick Zakechi, offensive tackle out of Fordham. And then the seventh round, uh, the last pick of the actual NFL draft was Brock Purdy, quarterback out of Iowa State. I do like Brock Purdy. I've talked about him. He's not the you know he's not wonderful. Um, he definitely wasn't worth uh, seventh round. He was probably more worth like a fifth round pick to be completely honest. But um, when we look at these picks, Brock Purdy, he can move. He can knock Nate Sudfeld out of the third quarterback spot. I don't think he's going to get much higher than that, but he is somebody to kind of watch. He is talented enough uh, to where he could have assume a backup role at some point. Um, but like I've like I've said before, like I said in the in the in the rookie dynasty rankings, like even though I talked about him, Carson Strong, um, very hard for a guy that's drafted that late to ever really make a difference in the NFL. Um, Not everybody is going to be Tom Brady uh, being able to be taken in the sixth round or later and do something at this level. So uh, as far as your running backs, Elijah Mitchell should still have the top spot. Jeffrey Wilson and uh, Davis Price actually could fight for time, uh, split some carries with Elijah Mitchell. We do know that the California that the San Francisco 49ers do like to rotate their running backs. So Davis Price is probably here to stay. Is he worth a pick? Yes. Is he worth a high pick? No. No. In fact, he's... Pardon me. Hiccups. I got him listed right behind Kyron Williams at number 40. Um, I said the Niners taking a running back in the third round should be concerning to anyone holding Elijah Mitchell fantasy shares. He's going to get carries and is good at the goal line. He is a very good goal line back. So um, is he worth is he worth the third rounder? If you're the last pick in the third round, sure. You could, you could probably take a shot on him. Um, as far as Danny Gray is concerned, he was the better of the two SMU wide receivers that were coming out. Uh, whether or not he can actually get any time here, that is a big concern. It's all going to be dependent upon what's going on with that whole Debo Samuel uh, situation. Uh, he is not going to attend voluntary workouts. Why would you if you're fighting for a contract? Um so we're going to have to see how this Debo Samuel thing actually kind of plays out for right now. Uh, you pr- can get Danny Gray for very cheap. He's very fast. He's okay with his hands, um, but he's not the greatest wide receiver in the world. Now, they did take him in the third round. I thought he'd be more of a fourth round, fourth or fifth round guy. Um, so they took him a bit higher, which means that they really like him. 
Uh, I have him slotted right now behind Brandon Ayuk, but that could change in time. Um, like I said, it all depends on that whole Debo Samuel uh, situation playing out. On defense, in the second round, Niners took Drake Jackson, outside linebacker out of USC. In the fifth round, Samuel Warnett, uh, Womack, corner out of Toledo. And two guys in the sixth round, uh, Kalia Davis, D-tackle out of Central Florida, and Tariq Castro-Fields, corner out of Penn State. Uh, none of these guys are going to be any type of starter. Uh, J- uh, Drake Jackson is probably going to be more of a rotational guy. I do have him sl- uh, slotted right behind Nick Bols- uh, Bosa, but he could slip in behind D Ford on the other side, um, which would be probably the first place that he would end up playing uh, if anybody got injured um, outside of say Nick Bosa, right? So if D Ford got hurt, that would be where he got where he goes. But everything else on there is really, it's just all depth. Just all depth. All right, final team, Seattle Seahawks. Who'd they get on offense? Well, we'll. Ninth overall pick, they took Charles Cross, offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. So, like I said, take a guy in the top 10 for an offensive tackle. Where the fuck is he going? Left tackle. Thank you very much. Uh, In the second round, you had Kenneth Walker III, running back out of Michigan State. Did not like the pick whatsoever. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, Third-round pick, Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle out of Washington State, and two seventh-rounders, Bo Melton, wide receiver out of Rutgers, who I did like out of this draft. I hate the fact that he's in Seattle, though. Um, I think Bo Melton's going to flame out here, Um, and hopefully, hopefully somebody can get a hold of him, especially if they want to drop him down to a practice squad player. They're going to lose Bo Melton pretty fucking quick. Um, and then in the seventh round, he got, uh, Derek Young, wide receiver, uh, Lenore Rhyme. Uh, he's basically third in the depth chart behind Tyler Lockett and Penny Hart on the, on one side. Um, the only guy of any real fantasy significance here is going to be Kenneth Walker to third. Uh, he will split carries with Rashad Penny. Uh, Chris Carson, I don't think is going to be be coming back here because of the whole neck issues. Uh, DJ Dallas has been pretty much a turd since he was drafted two years ago. Travis Homer, get the fuck out of here. Dope. Uh, but they did bring in Darwin Thompson. Uh, but I just don't think Darwin Thompson's really... I, he hasn't done anything since he left Kansas City, so I don't expect him to do anything here. Uh, as far as the... Ooh, you got to finish up with Kenneth Walker. Uh, Kenneth Walker is going to be a higher than, uh, higher than what I want to put him in for Dynasty, just based on the fact that he is going to get he's going to get a real shot here. So I have him at number six overall, and I did say, and that's right in between Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson. I did say about Kenneth Walker, though, I'm not a Walker fan, but he's going to get the opportunity to do things his rookie year for the Seahawks. He will also get the shot to be a workhorse running back, which is what we are always looking for. I just won't take him any higher than this spot behind the big three wide receivers and, of course, Brees Hall. So I do have my limits on on Kenneth Walker, but um, like I said, I do see what people are seeing here, but to me... Um, the way his movements are, the way he reacts behind an, behind his offensive line, um, 
just in general, a lot of his footwork and everything, I saw Saquon Barkley. And I did say with Saquon when in that draft, I said I had a lot of worries about him um, on whether or not he was going to be able to, you know, maintain positive gains. Most of the, you know, whether or not he was going to have positive gains on more of his runs um, than not. And to me, Saquon really has never, never been that great of a running back um, when he came out of Penn State. Now, I know his rookie year, he had kind of that blast off in the last, but, I mean, you look at the time after that and leading up to that, he wasn't all that great. So I have real... Real Saquon vibes with Kenneth Walker. Can he can he get the job done? Sure, but I think he really needs he really needs to have a good offensive line to really kind of get it done and allow him that open that open lane to do something with the ball. I don't think he can create on his own. That's that's pretty much my negative on him. Um, defense here in a, four picks. Uh, second round, Boye Mafia, uh, outside linebacker out of Minnesota. He's got a chance to start here. Uh, fourth rounder, Kobe uh, Bryant. Not the Kobe Bryant that used to play for the Lakers. This is the corner out of Cincinnati, um, who I'm actually kind of surprised actually fell that late. Uh, Tariq Woolen, cornerback out of University of Texas, San Antonio. And Tyreek Smith, the end out of Ohio State. The last two being drafted, both being drafted in the fifth round. A lot of backups here. Just not, just not a great draft whatsoever for Seattle. So they are in a full rebuild. I don't give a shit what Pete Carroll says. So it is what it is. And we are actually out of time here. So while I'm closing everything, I do want to thank everybody for their patience um i know it's been way too long since i've actually put out an episode and uh they like said i wasn't planning it it just kind of happened um but we do we are caught up to everybody else um outside of the people that actually put out draft guides which you know me that mine doesn't get put out until august so because I try to drag it out, not drag it out as much as humanly possible just for the sake of dragging it out, but pretty much trying to collect as much information as humanly possible to have everything um, as up-to-date as humanly possible when it comes out because we want to do this once and get it right that first time. So I promise we're going to have more episodes out more frequently. I'm going to record again tomorrow. On uh, the next day, I plan on recording all the way through the week, probably, you know, not on Friday, but, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you'll have episodes all for the rest of the week heading into Memorial Day weekend, which we can relax, uh, kick back, hang out with family and friends and enjoy some beers, brats and burgers. Uh, but uh, until next time, stay loose, motherfuckers.
and I, and just because we're going to tie up from the beginning, um, that motherfucker did not get roofied. That motherfucker just can't fucking drink. Peace out. <laughs>